let that story come out after <laughs> oh, Recorded live. Mm. A-U-N, American Underground Network. The primary reason why the individual citizens of a country create a political structure is a subconscious wish or desire to perpetuate their own dependency relationship of childhood. Simply put, they want a human god to eliminate all risk from their life, pat them on the head, kiss their bruises, put a chicken on every dinner table, clothe their bodies, tuck them into bed at night, and tell them that everything will be all right when they wake up in the morning. This public demand is incredible, so the human god, the politician, meets incredibility with incredibility by promising the world and delivering nothing. So who is the bigger lie, the public or the godfather? All revolutions have been led by young people. If you just think of the TV images of whether it's Tiananmen Square or whether it's the uh, revolts in Central America or Europe, it's the young people, it's the college people who are more principled and not locked in and they're not embedded with the government. They are the ones who are concerned about the future because the future is theirs. My research has shown at this point that the future laid out for us may be just about impossible to change. I do not agree with the means by which the powerful few have chosen for us to reach the end. I do not agree that the end is where we should end at all. But unless we can wake the people from their sleep, nothing short of civil war will stop the planned outcome. It's the National Collective Consciousness Show with Dee Dee Farrell in Portland, Oregon, Jim Condit Jr. in Cincinnati, Ohio, Steve Harris in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, live from Evanston, Illinois, your host, Fred Smart. Hey, thanks, everyone. Uh, we are jumping uh, straight to the bottom of the rabbit hole tonight. Uh, really appreciate your 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 patience and, and your willingness to keep an open mind with the information that's presented tonight. Uh, in light of the uh, events in Las Vegas this, this last Sunday, Monday, uh, so much has happened. This thing is unraveling faster than you can shake a stick. And uh, last minute, Dr. Marmel, uh, thanks to Brett Gillian, uh, has agreed to come on. He's, he's going to fill the time in the first hour tonight, sharing some inf- information that connects the dots to this terrorism. With all the stuff that Dr. Marmel has presented, his books, the films that, have, that are going to be coming out and that have, have been done uh, with the group that he's involved with, this is all connected to this criminal global syndicate that is seeking to destroy our country. And in um, the second hour, Dr. Fetcher will be on with breaking information. I just got off the line with uh, w- listening to a live stream with Alex Jones talking about breaking information. There's confirmation that multiple shooters were operating in the theater there in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, and uh, it just goes on and on. I'm just going to go through the bullet points that Brett presented me with uh, for what Dr. Marmel is going to talk about. Number one, Las Vegas. The ties to that city, to terrorism, to ISIS, and the genetic conception. Number two, the national anthem, patriotism versus communism. 
We were being set up prior to this whole thing happening with the controversy about the national anthem. Do you stand? Do you kneel? That whole thing blew up, and then this thing happens. Uh, if you haven't heard the information uh, down in Cuba, all of our NBC officials have been asked to come back. There was multiple examples of, of illnesses, strange illnesses caused by some strange sonar weapon being applied to our officials down there in Cuba, and Dr. Mom was going to talk about that. Uh, and, and then to wrap it up, uh, Dr. Marmel's new uh, books that are coming out about the JFK assassination and then talking about the connection to evil rituals, uh, the connection to these rituals, to all of these crimes as they are unfolding in our modern world. Dr. Marmel, thank you for coming on. And in the background, Brett and Todd, thank you so much for all of you you're doing to help uh, support the cause. Doctor, can you hear us? Absolutely. Uh, good afternoon, and uh, thank you uh, once more to bring us to the uh, program to uh, enlighten and bring people to the truth and uh, bring up there, you know, what people is anxious to hear, you know, what really is going on, what, what's going on in the world uh, right now, and not the fake media, what, you know, what they uh, want to uh, intentionally discredit or, or just uh, completely uh, disregard what the truth is and, uh, and uh, confuse people in order to conquer our minds and take away our freedom. Uh, before anything else, I want to introduce to you guys uh, two of my great friends, Todd and, and Brett. They are uh, going to tell, talk to you a little bit about a few things, uh, they, what we're doing. Actually, these guys been by my side, and they know a few things. And that, that way it's not going to be only my voice. It's going to be, and other people have been by me, and witness, you know, some of this stuff as uh, they'll develop uh, what is really, really going on, what is behind the scenes. My name is Brett McGilliland. I've been with Dr. Del Marmel for about five years now. I'm the senior manager of operations, and I want you to know, I'm going to let's pass over here to Todd Gaston here in a moment. Remember, these things are true. This is the story of Dr. Del Marmel's life, of what really has gone on in our country and around the world. So I'm glad you're here today. I'm glad you invited us on. I'm going to pass it over to Todd Gaston, and thank you again. Hello, everyone. This is uh, Todd Gaster. Uh, again, thank you, Fred, for giving us uh, the forum and the platform here to, to further uh, Dr. DeMarmel's uh, story and his life. Uh, and so I, to further what Brett was saying, I'm the, the Vice President of Marketing uh, for Keeping Lightning Enterprises and, and helping develop the process to, to get this information out. A lot of the things that uh, Dr. DeMarmel is going to be talking about today is going to go back to um, you know, ISIS, where it came from. Uh, there may be some ties to 9-11 to uh, going on with, with what's happening now. And I think it's very important to set the stage for where we are going now and where we're headed to in the future. And, and so that's uh, going to be, you had mentioned, uh, Fred, ISIS, the genetic conception. That's actually the, the title of one of uh, Dr. DeMarmel's books. And uh, you can see that at isisthegeneticconception.com. And that's the beginning of 9-11 how that came about, what was going on, what was going on behind the scenes to really develop 
the process, and you will be able to see that and where it is taking us to today. And, and it's such an amazing experience. So I encourage everyone to head over to ISIS at geneticconception.com. It's a free book. Just help us out with shipping, and we'll get that over to you so you can really get an understanding of what's happening, including what, what uh, just happened recently here. So with that, I'm going to turn it over back to you, Fred, and also Dr. DeMarmo. All right. Uh, guys, what we're talking about with Dr. Marmel, if you have not been on our show when he's presented at least three or four times before, uh, Dr. Marmol, from a child all the way up through his most of his life, has been involved dealing with fighting against this deep state communist socialist criminal syndicate that's been seeking to destroy uh, our country is the final frontier. If, we, if this country can be destroyed, uh, they will have conquered. They will have succeeded. And Dr. Marmol has worked undercover uh, with, with uh, these uh, intelligence services and people uh, all across the world to fight this scourge. And uh, his books are, 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 are an educational printer process to learn from directly on his life, real-life information and experiences that he's sharing directly, boots, uh, you know, feet on the ground, boots on the ground, life experiences of Dr. Marmol, because he's been fighting the scourge his entire life. Doctor, thank you for, for uh, continuing this thread. Thank you. Thank you to you, Fred, and uh, to all you audience. Uh, I want to start to say that this is not one event or, or few uh, isolated events. It will be continued. This is the, the fruit to 50 or 60 years in the woods and on the ground, and the ground work with the Three Continental Union. The Three Continental Union is formed in Cuba in the 60s, and it's create an alliance in between all the countries around the world against to our nation, and, and, and want to establish Marxist, Leninist, totalitarian regimes all over the world, and they've been infiltrating our institutions from the primary schools, high schools, college, universities, professors. They've been infiltrating an enormous amount of people into our country. Imagine in 50 years, you even get a drop of water in a rock for 50 years. In 50 years, you see a big hole in that rock. And that is what we're getting today. And these, unfortunately, not going to stop until we all stay together, not allow these people to divide us, but they try desperately, uh, either racially, religious, uh, ideologically, they try to divide us in order to conquer our, our country, to, to submit us, to steal our freedom of religion, to take our freedom away from us, and to convert us in, in slaves at the socially Marxist regime. What they, the past president, Mr. Obama, promised, it will be transformed America. Nobody bothered to ask him, Mr. President, what kind of transformation you wanted to give you to America? Well, he wanted to make America a socialist country, a Marxist Lenin satellite from the Marxist Lenin idea. Unfortunately, 90% of the people, they are good people. Okay, even in the Democratic Party, and they don't know what they are standing for. It's against to their own 
principles, their own interests, their own belief, because 90% of the people believe in God, 90% of the people love the country, and they embracing the wrong idea until one day they're going to be too late to stop this tsunami of indecency, uh, corruption, uh, to the point to the, the, the country is not going to have no return. And if anybody has any doubt in what I'm saying, all what you have to do is just dig in history and see what they do in everywhere, in every country they put their hands on. And look at what happened in Venezuela today. A beautiful, great, prosperous country. The people have to stay in line for many hours or sometimes for days to get a roll of toilet paper and a piece of bread. Uh, do you want to live in a country like that? Nothing is for free, American. We should be united. Nothing is for free. The government don't have no money to give it to you. The money from the government coming from you. And if you don't stand strong in front of all these treaties, but they're all intending to conquer you hard and, and, and make you lazy, you will lose your freedom, you will lose your country, and you will be an slave in the future. And I come back to tell you about the situation in, in Vegas. You know, this is nothing more than domestic terrorists in combination with another element, but unfortunately I cannot allow to express completely details until the investigation is concluded. But we know, and I can anticipate it, I don't know if some of you guys see this already because I believe I've been told it's going to be releasing that information this afternoon. This guy has been facing and watching these areas for weeks. Okay? He's uh, even ambushed in another hotel, in another concert, and evidently something go wrong, and they had to postpone it for another time. That is why he do it at this time. He didn't have a plan to escape. He shoots in the huge gas tanks is very close to the hotels. Fortunately for us, our industry and steel and, and the way we do things in the United States of America is the unique country in the world, and we build those tanks so strong and so well built that the bullets, no matter what, it's a high caliber bullet, don't penetrate the, the propane tanks or the gas tanks or whatever gas you want to call. Yeah. And they go only to two or three different layers and they don't get to the bottom, to the inside of the tank where they really get the friction and contact and blow <laughs> the whole entire mile, maybe mile or two mile uh, radius. And, and, and maybe collapse a couple of those hotels down. And if it's not hundreds, thousands of people will be the dead in that in that incident. We actually got proof with that because we got the bullets from his rifle, you know, inside to that tank already examined. And we know that he tried to do this in a, in a recently few days in the past. In other words, he don't want to kill himself. He want to kill so many people he can, and he want to walk in a way free and clear to one of those elevators. Uh, definitely, it's more than one person involved in this. I cannot say 
they will be more shooters or they more shooters or not until the investigation is concluded. But definitely, this guy don't act alone. I can assure you that. Now, in order to 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 end that particular thing about Las Vegas, I I can say to people, be alert. Be like any other soldier watching you 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 grounds report to the authorities any abnormality you see in anyone any suspicious activity be diligent and protect your country because you don't you will lose everything you own and work for all your life please people wake up okay this is not black or white or chinese Anybody is here in the United States of America is an American, and we should fight together against these savages, these and these criminally and crazy criminals. They don't have no compassion for anyone, and it can be your mom, your dad, your sister, your daughter, your brother. Next time, in other words, it's not Democrat, it's not Republican. We should be alert and combating and be prepared for the next one. Because mark my words, it will be a next one. Dr. Marmel? Yes. You told us um, more than a few times when you've been on before that that what you witnessed there in Cuba and, and, and have documented all over the world has been and will continue to be repeated here in America. This event is what you're saying in Las Vegas. It's just a continuation of this same pattern of, of, of false flag, setting up a patsy, uh, killing to disarm Americans. The disarmament of America in some way, shape, or form is, is ultimately a really, really key objective in this whole thing. And uh, it, it sounds like this pattern uh, especially with the last year and a half, two years you've been on with us, at least the last year and a half, we're seeing more and more of these incidents, the Orlando shooting, this shooting, uh, are, are, are happening, and uh, they're hoping to eventually cause some something to come to a head where it's just forced upon us. The act of forcefully removing arms here in America, uh, I think we all know, given our country's history, will erupt into a civil war it will happen and that maybe that's are you saying that they want that to happen right of course but we're not going to allow that happen because yeah. we never will allow anyone to disarm our people the soon you disarm you will be an easy target and you will be as cuba venezuela china russia all these countries before they start disarming people under any excuse because the soon they disarm you they put a handcap in you you cannot defend yourself anymore in other words yeah. you're not going to be opposition anymore in other words and remember every time one of these events take place and you don't hear the democrats say for god's sake we should you should be together we should be armed militias send it to the streets Watching the neighborhood, see any suspicious activity, 
never, police, never. Police, they never say they police, never say that. The police, the army, the navy, the the air force, they are the people in charge to defend this country. No, they attacking those entities. Why? Because they want to destroy ourselves. And the only way they can destroy ourselves is taking away our guns. Okay? They never say, oh, these bad people, these terrible people, who send these people here to do those kind of things? Who do something so outrageous to kill innocent people indiscriminately, no matter what, what age and what race or whatever? Oh, no. They we should take the guns away and we should do some laws and we should, like we don't have enough laws in this country to control the weapons. And history proves the countries that have the most severe laws, regulation, and weapons are the most vulnerable because yep. people don't have nothing to defend themselves. And then with those criminals coming up, how are you going to defend yourself? What will you? The only only alternative you have is use your legs to run or, or, or need like these football guys uh, making millions of dollars that do the in front of their anthem and our flag, uh, and, and worse to be proud, to be American, and thank this country for the millions and millions of dollars they make, and the Lamborghinis and the mansions they living into, what they do is offending every warrior, every man and woman being bleed, defending this country for freedom. And they, the freedom they actually enjoy. That is another subject. But unfortunately, these people are used, and they don't even know they're being used. You can protest to an You can do whatever you want. But you don't have to, for God's sake, meet like the enemies want we have in our meat. Okay? No, you stand tall in front of your flag and your anthem, in front of the millions of people admiring you and paying you the style and the lifestyle you just enjoy. Okay, and unfortunately, they use this threat. Unfortunately, with these people because they they feel like if they are role models, and the people they are fans for their sports, the rest of the, the people going to follow up these people, and that is exactly what they did long time ago with the Che Guevara uh, teacher. They pay in the uh, belief is in the in any awards or one of those things they pay uh, I don't know if it's Santana or one of those musicians to put the, the, the t-shirt with Che Guevara on and they give you I don't know how many millions of dollars to this guy okay to wear the, the uh, and then they start to do that with movies uh, actors and, and, and producers and because Hollywood they got the, the head in the hole it's not precisely the hole in the golf course Okay, they start to put themselves that disgusting criminal Che Guevara teacher into into the public, and then the kids imitating that example start to wear that criminal teacher and and do the prop, the free propaganda for the masses all over the world. Unbelievable, as you wear here, and offensive as you wear over here, Charles Manson teacher. And, and glorified Charles Manson, what is it? Not only more like a crazy maniac criminal, 
and, and you give it to the kids to wear Charles Manson t-shirt. That is the, the psychological propaganda, Marxist, Lenin, communist, disgusting people, and a lot of good people, unfortunately, don't know. And they've been used by this propaganda for 50 years or 60 years already. That is why we have today all these domestic terrorists. We have all these uh, crazy events, all these uh, and things in our country. What uh, you know, every time you see one act, the the terrorist or whatever, you know, everybody coming and they want to take you guns away. Dr. Marmel, what you're what you're sharing in these presentations is uh, just to kind of boil it down in a nutshell. Uh, the reality or the unreality of evil is being raised up into uh, a, 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 a a an idol to worship. We are yeah, we are in like effect it. we are being used to worship. As an idol, the, the, the form and function of the devil, Lucifer, evil. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. And we, every American should be a Christian warrior. Even if you don't believe in, 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 in Jesus Christ, just follow his example and you cannot be wrong. Okay? That's all what I say to people. To all kinds of religious. Okay? If you follow a good leader... You will never end up in, the, in, in regretting you follow the steps to that leader. And Jesus Christ, to me, is the greatest leader we ever have. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, you know, this is in, in, the, in one of my books, The Evil Rituals. The evil create evil. And evil grows into the evil. And, and, and it gets worse and worse. And it gets contagious like a bacteria to the youngest generation and it spent like a disease. And in today's day, you go to any college or any university and you see all these people uh, protesting, even with somebody going to make things and have a, a decent conference and explain to people their point of the views. They don't even let it talk. They start to bully them to the point they block them, what is not intelligent, to a decent com- com- conversation where you can exchange an intelligent point of view. You can think one way, I cannot think another. But we can sit down and talk and respect each other. And maybe we can come in into a decent conclusion that either I'm wrong or maybe you're wrong. But if we explain to each other, and we blocking somebody to express their opinion, we, we're not going anywhere. But that is the, the way the left have to, to, to destroy the opposition. I saw that clearly in Cuba, how they started in Venezuela, in Ethiopia, in Congo, everywhere they, they, they put their, their hands, how they try into the squeeze everybody, and, and make people feel guilty because you got some luxury. 
or you got that accomplishment, or you got something uh, about the normal because you're an, an, an intelligent person and very hard worker, and they start to make you feel guilty to the point they don't even wear you an essential watch or, or anything like that because you are a capitalist, you are warm, you are a terrible explorer, you know, but ask me and any intelligent people listen to us tonight, ask a million or two million or 20 million people who want to be poor. And out of that 20 million people, only the people probably are sick in their mind say, no, I want to be, I don't want to be rich. I want to be poor. I want to be rich and I want everybody to be rich with me. I want to be having comfort. I want everybody to have comfort with me and everybody being happy because comfort don't bring happiness or riches don't bring happiness, but it gives you security. You take all the worries away from your mind. Then that is a, a peace of tranquility that most human beings really enjoy and love. Then these people, all what they want is take away from you all your wealth, all your work, even your accomplishments, and even imposing you who you believe or not. Because if you dare to believe in any religion at all, you don't make any difference. You're Jewish, Christian, Muslim, anything. You are enemy to them. Because they cannot brainwash you because you got your own ideology. No worse. We should be together. Jewish, uh, Christians, Muslims, everyone against these people because they are criminals and they want to take away everything you've been working for all your life. Talking about uh, the brain scanning through sonar machines they're using against our diplomatic attaches in Cuba, in Canada, in different countries. Cuba is behind all this because they are scanning your brain, unbelievable, Fred, like you taking a computer virus and put it in the computer and, and, and suck all your information and put it in the sun drive and then sell it for millions of dollars to our enemies all over the world. That way those people can go and kill our intelligent operatives in those countries or kill the uh, Navy SEALs or kill any, anybody who's doing some good around the world is working in our favor. Because they want to eliminate every single uh, person is against them. They don't, they don't believe in a fair exchange, a fair talking, or a fair uh, discussion. No. You against them, you are enemy. No position allowed. You're dead. That's it. That is the thing. You, you mark, but you're against them. And I, I just try to to tell people all the time, you know, don't believe in anything I say. Do your homework, for God's sake. Look in the history. That way you don't repeat the same mistakes their fathers and ancestors uh, make. And, and, and wake up. Wake up before it's too late. Uh, the, and the last thing I wanted to touch is the JFK assassination. I got all the documents. 
I got all the, this is not a conspiracy. It's a, this is documentation, the step-by-step how this assassination has been planned. And for the first time in the history of this country and the war, we're going to unsolve the worst unsolved crimes in the history. And Cuba is behind that. Okay? And mm-hmm. I, a personal eyewitness, eyewitness how the whole plan developed step by step and how they planned so well to even blame a party like a Lee Oswald, what is nothing more than a double agent in our side, try to prevent the success, and we actually follow the game, let the people believe, and still today, 90% of the people are completely in the fog, and they don't even know what really happened with, with JFK. Finally, in the next couple of weeks, after evil rituals, we're going to release the, the last in the series, six books, JFK, The Unwrapped Enigma. And people will know, with no more, excuse my language, BS, no more conspiracy theory, no more warning commission, no more question mark. Exactly what happened with JFK and why he's been killed and why Johnson and, and other entities in the federal government decide to maintain this still today, classify, mute, and not inform the American people what happened. That is going to be my legacy. Together with another stuff we're going to be keeping releasing in the future. Dr. Marmo, will some of this information about JFK become unclassified, or is it going to be sealed forever? We expect things. In the next couple of months, if it's not before, we, you know, after we release a book, it will be signed and the document is going to be declassified. But it's actually mm. the new administration now, if they release the whole thing, or they're going to release a portion and leave the other one, I believe, until 2025, 2030, I don't know when. But... If anybody really interested and know exactly what happened and how this has been planned so meticulously, they leave everybody in, in the incognito for 50 years. You all you have to do is read that book. And you're going to probably want to read the first books, the study for Cuba, the truth, the lies, and the cover up. And then you will see step by step how everything has been developed. What I just a little kid in Cuba, and I commanded to the, the commandos, the junior army, and uh, I running around with Che Guevara, Fidel Castro, Raúl Castro, and all the the elite uh, leaders to the revolution, and many other people. Uh, we all. Uh, Many other people will be uh, completely in shock 
the uh, for this amazing story. Anybody can go to the Cuban the truth.com Cuba the truth.com I repeat it again Cuba the truth.com and you will okay. be seeing all this stuff we will continue to release information as I've been releasing this information about the scanning the brain scanning in the embassies probably two months before it's released into CNN and Fox. We actually have a, a gentleman, Marco Antonio, in in, uh, in Florida, in Tampa, Florida, where he's making a very nice article. And I uh, I believe it's a, a bread is in August, no? Or in July. Uh, we give you all the details to him that what's going to happen and how we're going to proceed with that. And he's uh, making a, an article uh, in the internet. Anybody can go on the website, uh, spymasterspy.com, and he will see the article. It's printing uh, months ago, before even this news coming to the uh, light. Uh, sometimes we unfortunately cannot uh, reveal this to the public until the conclusion to investigations are. Uh, final because we don't want to create any false news and fake news like uh, most of the regular media do today and uh, we, we wait until you know we absolutely sure they, they what we're going to say it will be accurate and, and it's going to be uh, accepted as if you know the official version is going to be released and then when I get the green light, I open my gut, and I either to you or to run all the media, I will reveal the truth. That's why I will be continuing to inform you the, the progress yeah. and the, the findings eventually that what happened with Vegas and another event probably will happen in the, in the near future. Holy anyway, crap. If you, want to, if you want to get anybody, any questions, or whatever, or you want to uh, yeah, yeah. Somebody, let me know. Guys, any comments or questions right now? We've got about another 10 minutes, 15 minutes before Dr. Fetcher comes on. Feel free, star six your phone to pose the comments. I, just, I, 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 have, I have a quick, quick, question, quick question. Have you ever contrasted National Socialism, Nazism, to Communism? Have you ever looked at the two systems? to see how they work against one another or with one another. Uh, do you please repeat your question? I want to make sure. Have you, ever contra- have, you ever, have you ever contrasted or examined national socialism with com- against communism? Nazi they party. Separated, they are separated by a single hair. Single hair. If you put, if you put a dog right to, uh, chasing the tail, they both separated by a single hair. In other words, and yet, they, and yet yeah. they cannot get together because they got a, a very, uh, what we call, very uh, competitor way yes. to see themselves being power. But they are exactly the same dog with different colors. And, and yet we use National Socialism in, our, in this country all the time. And you know why? 
Because no. it's a usual saying in my country, what the two prostitute, one prostitute fighting with a decent woman because the prostitute is sleeping with the husband of the decent woman, the, the other prostitute friend screams to her, screams to her, telling prostitute, prostitute, before she tell you. You know what that means? No. They try, they try to stigmatize you, the decent person, with that name. You you have to be the bad guy before they the people discover that real bad guy is you. We we have a huge bailout coming, which is going to be for the banks once again. And it seems like we had the, the last national socialism opportunity was. 2008, which is when they supported the, the bankers, to then further supporting the American people. Look at the same thing coming once again. What do we do about stopping that? Well, you have to, I, my advice to you and to everyone that listen to this show, uh, if I have to be honest with you, I not sympathize with any extremes, any, uh, any regulations, inflict or in any way or manner uh, stop your freedom. No matter what is freedom to speech, freedom to religion, freedom to whatever. Mm-hmm. The minute somebody making a little step to stop you in any of those, you will be an slave to those people. And and I'm going to tell you something, but it maybe sounds crazy and, and, and maybe somebody accused me to be a fascist or Nazis or whatever. But believe it or not, they nasty, no matter how bad they are, how horrible they are, and how terrible they are. They've been killing millions of Jewish in those uh, gas chambers and all the stuff. Right. The socialists, the communists, the Marxists deny that that ever happened. You know why? Because deny, deny, deny. That way you can do the same. And believe it or not, the Nazis and the fascists, in my point of view, not defending them, they make this clear, okay, they are more respectable to the Marxists and communists. You know why? The difference between the Nazis, they defend each other and they protect right. each other. The but they also more The Marxists and the communists, they eat each other like a piranha. Yeah. And every single person has partake in those revolutions with the Marxists and communists being uh, portrayed like an ideological idea. They've been victims and ended in the fight squad yeah. in the end because they all want to be the boss. Nobody want to be the worker. And, and yet the German economy is probably the strongest economy on the planet. And they seem to be more successful than most other places in the world. How do we how do we explain that? We 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 can we can explain that because the countries and the people don't have nothing to do with the ideology to the sometimes the government implanting people. Remember, this country is in, in extremely uh rest right now. Because some different people are being infiltrated in this country and try to destroy us and divide us. That does not mean that economy is bad. The economy is going better every day. 
But what happened also is what people don't understand. We got two governments. We got two FBI. We got two CIA. Why? People ask me. Because what you tell me, the FBI say this, the FBI say that. I say, what FBI? The FBI for Donald Trump or the FBI from Obama? Right. Because if people in both sides trying to impose their ideology and to some try to protect this country and some try to destroy this country. And then these guys, they penetrate the FBI, they penetrate the CIA, and they penetrate the federal government. Right. Does that answer the question? Sure. Thanks, Thank thanks, Bill. Uh, any anybody else comment or question for Dr. Marmol? Hello, can you hear me? Sure. Um, in the um, Michael Hunt just recently posted about the uh, Las Vegas shootings that it's very very similar to the JFK. And he mentioned uh, not by name, but a uh, contemporary Hollywood actor whose father was one of the shooters, uh, that, that would be Charles uh, Harrelson, Woody Harrelson's father, who I guess died two years ago or whatever. He was in prison in Indiana. It was never brought out that he was one of the shooters. Does, does your uh, new book point that out? Uh, I'm sorry, I don't get the whole, the whole question, but I got to uh, respond to the, the, the part I understand. And it's the first part where you say the uh, the shooting in Las Vegas is compared to JFK. I have completely knowledge to the JFK because I just finished a book. I just uh, say in the beginning to the program, they will, they will let's clarify how complicated and how diverse and how conniving and very, very meticulously they prepared the JFK assassination, and they even laughing. It will be a hundred years before anybody even can figure it out and put two and two together. We're not quite hundred years, but I'm going to explain with documentation what happened, and, and people will be believe it or not. We want to be maybe discredit or not, but you want to see it makes sense, and what you see. The, the, the reasons and the documents I put in there, you're going to see, my God, this is why nobody can figure out how, why and how this happened. But in Las Vegas, I got limited knowledge because this is an investigation that's still open. And I tell you, this is a smell completely different, completely different to what Kennedy it is. Kennedy... Kennedy is uh, is another animal, you know, completely different. This one, this one, is part of what we all suffering today. They want to destabilize our country. They want to deprive us of our freedom. They want to prevent you to go to concerts and movies. And I see this movie play already in my eyes several times around the world in every single country, the Marxist, Leninist, communist ideas try to infiltrate, to demoralize the democratic 
institutions and take power and enslave you, me, and the others. Uh, this is the part of the program and the results to 50 years in the make for an international secular organization they call it the Tricontinental Union. And will you go to our website, the spymasterspy.com, or you go to uh, the cuban-lightning.com, you're going to see all the trailers and all the documentaries we've been making, and you're going to see uh, how this can be possible. You know, and believe me, they with the eight years we got Obama in, in, in power, we have a tremendous setback in, a, in the good intelligence to this country. The intelligence community is defending this country, really. The people willing to die defending this country, and they stand up very proud in, in front of American flag and the, and the anthem and respect the, 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 the moral institutions and the decency of this country, completely different to the other intelligence. They try to discredit the good deeds and a good president and the good things we do in order to stop the manifestations to this, these totalitarian regimes that they try to control our future. In other words, it's a very complicated for some people and very easy to understand to another. But I suggest to you and to anyone who wants to educate yourself politically and know and see the truth because the truth, it will send you free. Okay? Read my books, please. We, we give you the book correctly for free. I, we asking only people to pay the shipping. We, you go to the cuban-lightning.com and you will see the books are practically for free. Just pay in the free, the, 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 the shipping and you get the book, what it costs, 20 or $30 in, in bars and novels and all these places, you get it for $9, $20, okay? In other words, uh, I, I, I uh, advise you guys to please, not because I want to make any money with these books or anything like that. I just want to give you to people for free in order to educate you and you know what is going on really out there and don't let anyone come in and try to put a bell in, you, in your eyes and try to turn you in the wrong direction. That is not what you want to be. Hey, everyone, the link to Dr. Marmos, one of his links is on our website or on our newsletter on the website, spymasterspy.com. Uh, and Dr. Marmol, you said the other link is uh, Cuba dash Cuban, 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 C-U-B-A-N. Cuban. Dash lightning.com. Well, let me give Cuban dash lightning.com. Let me give you a couple of, couple of uh, links to the books. Best website. Exactly. The best website to start the six-book series is CubaTheTruth.com. CubaTheTruth.com. Okay. okay. We mentioned that earlier, guys. Please go to that website right now, CubaTheTruth.com. That'll start the whole book series. Visit that link. CubaTheTruth.com. Please share that across social media, Twitter, Facebook, your email list with everyone, please. Oh, yeah. uh, 
All what we ask is just to a little help to continue to be able to print these books and to give you to more and more people is to help uh, with the with the shipping. That's all. Okay. We give you the books. We don't want to make any more any any money with this book. What we want to do is to send the message and and clarify political, social, and historical events. What you actually being lied, and I being eyewitness, and I want to you before I die, get my experience and learn to defend yourself. Basically, everyone, if you haven't heard this before, Dr. Marmol was at the front lines in the Cuban Revolution with Che Guevara uh, and and, and uh, all the leaders of the Cuban Re- Revolution. And he witnessed firsthand the, the, the treachery, the evil, and, and the destruction of morality. And he decided to go underground to fight the scourge of this that he has now documented in these books in the series has spread globally. And the number one target for this global syndicate is the destruction of the United States of America, our republic. So, uh, Kat, he was on the front lines with Castro, with Che Guevara, all of these leaders, just like the, you know, being next to Trotsky, Lenin, and, all, and, and Stalin. It was the modern equivalent of that same gang that launched in Cuba to launch this modern version of the same revolution, the same criminal syndicate that keeps destroying uh, freedom and liberty and truth around our world. Go ahead, uh, Todd or Brett. The, the whole point of Cuba was to create essentially a safe haven for bad guys to be a massive thorn in our side. And essentially, they've been plotting a number of things over the years, as you'll find out in the books, to, to basically empower and enable our enemies, whether it's terrorists for September 11th or North Korea, perhaps China, Russia, and other aspects. To, to launch platforms into taking over um, governments in Africa, and they wanted to get us involved in dozens of Vietnams where there was no out or outcome, so our country could basically fight itself and eventually implode. And that's what you see going on today, especially on social media, where people are back and forth with each other, and they don't sit down to understand what's going on. Like they just they just battle each other without thinking logically, critically, and reasonably to be able to come up with solutions. They're just back and forth, as you've seen. And you'll understand this more when you read the books. Again, the best place in a six-book series is where Dr. Del Marmel was a 12-year-old boy and becomes promoted to commander. I'll save you the, all the details, but and became a spy at 13 inner circle and started funneling information out. You'll read that at CubaTheTruth.com. Read the six books, and you'll end up with the sixth book being the JFK assassination. Again, that book comes out here in the next four to six weeks. All right. Uh, everyone, our next guest is going to be coming on any moment. In the meantime, we can probably entertain another question, but when Dr. Fetzer comes on, we're going to have to segue right over to him. By the way, Dr. Fetzer has spent a good portion of his life researching and writing about and documenting and putting on conferences about the JFK assassination. So it's uh, ironic that we're, that we're uh, almost like uh, each hour, the sec- first and second hour, like bookends. He will, uh, he will be fascinated, uh, Brett, if you read JFK, 
the unwrapped enigma, you tell him, give me a call if you got any doubts. Because I will personally have him. him connect with you and Brett. I will personally reach out to Dr. Fetzer make sure you guys make that connection because uh, this is very important. With the details and the explosion we give you to the reader and, and the details we express in step-by-step step how everything is will completely make things for him. Okay. All right, everyone. Uh, again, when Dr. Fetcher's voice comes on the call, we're going to have to segue real quickly. He's just finishing up his his hour on on, on a podcast right now, and he said he would be right with us. So uh, I'm with you. I'm right. with you, Fred. Eric, oh, Doctor Fetcher, thank you. <laughs> All right, really quickly, everyone. Uh, Doctor Marmol is going to be leaving us, but I did say I want to, and eventually. Uh, you, Dr. Fetzer, and Dr. Marmel need to get together because the final series in the six-book series is going to be about the truth of the JFK assassination, and I'm sure you will eat this up, Jim, Dr. Fetzer. <laughs> so uh, we, we have been talking against the backdrop of the Las Vegas, uh, uh, this the shooting, false flag, whatever you want to call this, but Dr. Marmel has been involved in, in, in fighting, tracking, tracing, documenting this criminal, global, socialist, uh, Marxist syndicate that is seeking to destroy uh, freedom and liberty all over the world. And the ultimate objective is the destruction of our country. And we think, and, and I think everyone would agree on this call, uh, to talk about the shooting is to talk about just the latest in a long series of these connected threat events, these false flags. Yeah, people are die, have died, and there's a lot of falsity in all of this. But, Jim, thank you for coming on to shed the light on, on what you've uh, found in the last few days about the Las Vegas event. Dr. Marmel, uh, before you go, thank you, and Brett, thank you, and Todd, thank you for coming on, filling in this first hour really quickly on last-minute notice. Well, thank you, Brett, and I'm more than happy to put Dr. Marmel in, in uh, contact, as you had mentioned. I'll, I'll be more happy to do that since they have the – commonality of the JFK uh, information since Dr. Marmel was there in, in Cuba himself personally. But on behalf of the team, I want to say thank you very much, Fred, and thank you for the time, and thank you to your audience for listening and learning more about what's really going on. And God bless okay. you, bless America, and bless the rest of the world. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Dr. Marmel. Thank you, Brett. Thank you, Todd. And uh, right. yes, God bless America, and please pray for us. Pray for our, our, our country. Uh, thanks again, guys. We'll we'll stay in touch, and I'll put you in touch with Dr. Fetzer. Jim, Jim Fetzer, thank you for coming on. I I know you're scrambling this whole week, as uh, you've been you probably are juggling more like 15 balls right now with this whole thing. <laughs> What's the latest in in your research on this? Something. Oh, by the way, before, before the show started, Alex Jones had the highest audience of any streaming uh, uh, Facebook streaming in the history of. Infowars early tonight. It was it was peaking at twenty five thirty thousand people live on Facebook uh, about this Terrific. whole thing, and I guess it's confirmation of multiple shooters, confirmation of, uh, of 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 just a lot of facts that he was there not just for one day but a series of days, and there's no possible way he could have done this alone. Well, I don't think he did it at all. The fact of the matter is he appears to be a patsy, plain and simple. I mean, 
When I first okay. read a story in the Wisconsin State Journal, Shooter was wealthy real estate investor. Uh, Stephen uh, Paddock uh, lived in a uh, tiny, uh, a tidy Nevada retirement community where the amenities included golf, tennis, and boche. He was a multimillionaire real estate investor, recently shipped his 90-year-old mother a walker, liked to travel to Las Vegas to play high-stakes video poker. I mean, it was obvious this guy wasn't a shooter. This was a setup. A, a guy named a, a website called The Rock and Tour goes further, he says. Uh, I, I've been playing with this in my head all day, so let me indulge for a few minutes. Uh, uh, it may be overtaken by events later, but this is where it stands. Stephen Paddock, 64, multimillionaire. $400,000 retirement home, multiple properties, two airplanes, private pilot, instrument rated, wears reading glasses, retired aerospace accountant, real estate mogul, uh, divorced for the last 20 years, no kids, lives 90 miles up, I-15 from Sin City. His roommate is a 62-year-old Filipino woman. He can go anywhere he likes, do anything he likes, fly over the country or play in Vegas, this guy is not going to go bananas and shoot up a bunch of people. His suite appears to have been one that was caught for him. In fact, it's interesting that the very day of the shooting he was playing in a casino, his girlfriend's card to rack up points for comp rooms. Now, that's ridiculous for a guy who would be expecting to throw his life away in a mass shooting, which he would have no reason to believe he could survive. So he doesn't fit the bill for a mass murderer. There's surveillance footage of Paddock inside the hotel. He's yet to be released. He had something like uh, 23 weapons. Uh, they were many different makes and models. It, it, it would have required quite an entourage to get all of the weaponry into the suite, which apparently <laughs> oh, was one bit comp. It was two rooms. Uh, the guy had no military background. His brother said he was in, he liked you know, he had a couple of weapons, but he wasn't into weapons. He wouldn't have known how to use the weapons that were actually fired. There turned out to be at least three locations, two of which appear to be bona fide. They're in the middle of the hotel, one's on the fourth floor, the other a few above it, some have estimated as high as the 10. On the fourth floor, there, there appears to be a, a, a machine gun, a belt-fed machine gun, and I checked out the sign from one of the one of the audio tapes from a cabbie where you could hear the distinctly boom, 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 boom of the machine gun. And I compared it with an M60, and it was boom, 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 boom. It was indistinguishable, particularly when you account for the differences in acoustics and relative location and so forth. This guy was murdered in his room. There were weapons around the place, but there was a noticeable dearth of shell casing. Micah Adams of Natural News estimated that conservatively there would have been 3,000 shell casings in his room. Instead, there's only a handful. And this is very, very telling. He, he, yeah, he's found on his back, and, and it, it, there's blood at the back of his head, uh, but there are shell casings that are, have no blood on them on top of the blood. That means they were thrown down after he was dead. If this guy had, you know, finished his shooting and then killed himself, any shell casings would have had blood on top of them. These are on top of the blood. And there are very few. I mean, there are, I, would say, I would say, oh, there might be a couple of hundred rounds, but there ought to be thousands of rounds. The shooting didn't take place in the 32nd floor. 
it's also the case that there were two windows knocked out of his suite, which was a double suite. Now, it turns out that these hotels now uh, have sensors on the windows. They're very heavy windows. They have sensors. They're very concerned about uh, someone who might be staying as a guest committing suicide. The publicity is so adverse, they go out of their way. If one of these windows is broken, the sensors immediately notify security which room has the broken windows, and they immediately respond. But nothing yeah. like that happened here. Jesus. That means wow. there was inside help in getting all this set up, inside help. And I'm told, I'm told that the owner of the hotel actually is a major contributor to the Anti-Defamation League, which gives you a clue as to the direction in which this is going. In fact, you, 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 we have not only were there multiple shooters there, and we have now video for yet another shooter on the ground who turns toward the crowd and starts in a crouching position, crouching position and starts firing into the crowd. So there you have you know, at least four potential firing locations, three of which look real. The one, the 32nd floor, does not. This is rather like Oswald in Dallas. He was supposed to be firing from the sixth floor, but in fact, no shots were fired from the sixth floor. Not only that, but Oswald was in the doorway of the book depository watching the motorcade as it came by, which means not only can he not have been the lone demanded shooter, he cannot have even been one of the gunmen. So this whole thing is completely contrived. Brass Check TV did a completely brilliant job of determining the principal weapon was a belt-fed machine gun. They know that these are very hard to get, very expensive, require a lot of training and experience to use. They are not point-and-shoot devices. The idea that a random 60-year-old guy got his hands on one of these and the ammunition needed, lugged it into a hotel, set it up, and operated it flawlessly from a 32-story window without any training is completely bananas. Uh, and as I've already explained, uh, the windows in modern Las Vegas hotels are made of ballistic glass, have sensors built into them in case anyone tries to break them. If the story were true, that the shots came there and the shooter broke the windows, the sensors would have been triggered and hotel security would have instantly known which room it was. There appears to have been no security in the hotel during and after the shooting. Under normal circumstances, the entire hotel would have been locked down a floor-to-floor church of the entire building conducted and everyone in it brought out hands up and searched, which did not happen. This was an inside job. They set him up. He was a patsy. There do appear in this case to have been some real deaths. In other words, they seem to be combining now uh, the use of crisis actors with actual real bona fide deaths. I think too many of their past events have been exposed because there was no blood, no deaths, I'm still troubled here by aspects of it, but on balance, I think the weight of the evidence tends to support that there were some deaths here. How many? We have yet to determine. We're trying to find out about admissions to hospitals and all that. Here's a guy who was commenting on one of the videos related to Las Vegas. Did they preserve the crime scene? Did they collect bullets for ballistics? Did they do forensics on trajectory? Who gave the figures on the dead? Who collected the bodies? Who did the autopsy? Where's footage from cell phones? Who interviewed the injured? Where's the list of people who died? Body cam footage from the shooter takedown. Where is it? Where is the proof? 
and we also know there were many oddities because in advance there was a, there was an advertisement. This is a Craigslist ad for fun, engaging acting work in Las Vegas at twenty plus an hour. This was like fifteen days prior to the shooting. Crowds on demand, a Los Angeles-based public relations firm specializing in innovative events, is looking for enthusiastic participants in the Las Vegas area. Our events include everything from rallies to protests to corporate PR stunts. The biggest qualification is enthusiasm, a can-do spirit. Pay will vary by event, but typically ranges in the $15 to $20 an hour plus reimbursement for gas, parking, public transportation. For information about us, please visit www.crowdsondemand.com. We also had on, a, on 4chan an anonymous user warned three weeks in advance of an attack. The user warned people to stay away from Las Vegas due to a coming deadly attack. The mysterious 4chan user who went only by the name John made a series of at the time overlooked posts. He warned other users to avoid gatherings of large groups of people in the Vegas or nearby Henderson areas. He claimed to have inside knowledge of what he referred to as a high incident project that was due to take place soon, which I interpret as meaning there would be a high number of casualties or alleged casualties and that it would be politically a very significant event. We also have a Vegas union worker blowing the whistle on a mandatory active shooter training, shooter training which was due September 30th at 12 a.m when they were closing up the casinos because of the shooting at Las Vegas. A, a friend who had a friend who was playing there uh, spoke to the dealer who said, you know, he said, we just trained for this yesterday. Yesterday. They just oh trained God. for it yesterday. Yes. Uh, and it, the beat goes on. We even have a post that appears to be premature about Stephen Paddock. Here's what we know about the Las Vegas shooter that was put up by WGOWAM on September 29, 2017. That's like at Sandy Hook, where we had donations. Wait a minute, two days before? Two days before? That's right. That's right. Oh, my God. God. And, and this is like Sandy Hook, where we had uh, donation websites going up the 13th when the shooting yeah. only took place on the 14th. In fact, uh, Adam Lanza, the alleged shooter, was recorded in the Social Security Death Index as having died on the 13th, making his fee in shooting 20 kids and six adults the following day all the more remarkable. There was a woman there at the scene in the crowd who worked her way to the front. She turned around, was pushing people around, and said, you're all going to die 45 minutes before the shooting took place. We have multiple sources on her she looked Hispanic. She was about five feet. They were both very short, appeared to be Hispanic. There seems to be a multiple motives here, but before I get there, Fred, uh, let me add, there were also events at other hotels in Las Vegas, at both uh, the Flamingo and at the, the New York, New York Hotel. They had incidents. Well, the, 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 Bellagio, the Bellagio, too, the Bellagio. Right, right, right. I meant, yes, the Bellagio. I meant the Bellagio and the New York, New York. You're exactly right. Where they had, you know, lobby windows shot out and so forth. In fact, it looks as though there's so much evidence out there now that this cannot have involved only one shooter that even uh, – uh, uh, Lester Holt on NBC News had to admit tonight 
that there appeared to have been more than one shooter involved in Las Vegas, which is rather stunning. Normally, they're able to control the flow of information so tightly you would never learn, no matter how many shooters there had been. I was also stunned when I noticed that the, 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 the Wisconsin State Journal had a bar graph for the deadliest shootings in American history. And of course, number one was Las Vegas with 59 in 2017. But the next was 50 at Orlando in 2016. As you know, Fred, I thoroughly investigated Orlando. Its permit had expired three years in advance. It wasn't even open. They had a legal occupancy of 150. They claimed 300 were there. If 50 had been killed and 53 injured as advertised, there would have abandoned vehicles all over the place. They weren't there. The, the, the uh, crisis acting was so pathetic You'd have a group, a group of these guys carrying another supposed victim toward the club instead of away from the club. As soon as they thought they were out of camera range, they put him down. He did a little jig because they thought they'd perform so well. Uh, a friend in the area wrote that it wasn't even a gay club. The Orlando Emergency Medical Center did not bill for any services rendered. Uh, no doubt because they were worried they might be prosecuted for fraud. When's the last time you heard of an, a hospital that didn't charge for a band-aid? Then we had two absurd videos. One involved uh, uh, actors dressed up as, as cops, policewomen, and policemen uh, doing a dance Orlando dance routine. The other was doctors and nurses doing a dance Orlando dance routine. It was absurd. And, of course, I mean, when the second largest shooting was a complete fraud, and I have a book about it, from Orlando to Dallas and beyond with multiple contributors, we, we can well suspect this one may be fraudulent too. Another on their, their list was 33 at Virginia Tech in 2007, which to the best of my knowledge was legit. But then the next is Newtown, meaning Sandy Hook, where we know, oh my the, school, where we know the school was closed and there were no children there. It was closed by 2008. It was loaded with asbestos and other biohazards. Uh, it was damaged by hurricane. There was a flood, a flood in the area in 2007 that appears to have been the last straw. They abandoned the school. We even have a FEMA manual for that two-day event, uh, uh, which you know, Fred, where you can obtain the book. I put up for sale with uh, 13 contributors, including six current or retired PhD professors, one of whom had published 80 articles on Sandy Hook before I edited the book. I myself had published 30. I took the best of the best. It went on sale on 22 October 2015 and sold nearly 500 copies when Amazon banned it. On 19 November, I immediately released it for free as a PDF. And if you get into the book, you'll find in one of the uh, appendices, I have a study about the relationship between murder and homicide, where John Lott, who's an expert in this area, reports when guns are banned, crime goes up. I mean, what else would you expect? If you take guns away from law-abiding citizens, the criminals are going to have free reign. They're going to know everywhere is a gun-free zone. Criminals passing laws isn't going to affect criminals. They're criminals because they violate the law. For God's sake, does anyone think you pass a gun control law that a criminal whose livelihood depends on having guns is going to adhere to the law? I mean, this is moronic. This is so stupid. I cannot believe that you have so many politicians out there promoting it. Get, get this, too. He had this really strange array of weapons in his room. 
And I think it's because they wanted to use this as a dragnet to present all of the most popular weapons so they could claim they were involved in this event so they could be banned. I mean, Fred, this is insulting. It is positively insulting. There's also an effort now to introduce uh, body scanners into the hotels and casinos in, in Las Vegas. And this appears to be being pushed by Sheldon Adelson, who said he's going to put him in his hotel, and by Michael Chertoff, who made a fortune after putting these body scanners in, into uh, airports where they were so dangerous, no one knew the amount of exposure that everyone who passed through them was receiving. They had to take a whole lot of these out of the airports and put them in a warehouse. I'm willing to bet now they're ready to roll them out in Las Vegas. Uh, One commentator promoting this idea said it only takes 30 seconds to pass through one of these machines. Stop and think about it. When your dentist is going to give you a a dental x-ray, They go to the trouble of covering you with a lead apron. The amount of time of exposure is in milliseconds. What do you think would happen to your body if you're exposed for 30 seconds to one of these backscatter machines? I mean, it's absurd, but it looks as though part of the plan is is to do that. Here's that note from the fellow named John. If their plan is successful, state of Nevada will pass the law in the future making all casinos have mandatory metal detectors and backscatter machines. Soon after, a federal law will be passed to put these machines in universities, high schools, federal buildings, you name it. OSI Systems and Chertoff, this is the Chertoff Group, as it's known, are the main producers of these machines. Sometime around 2020, Chertoff and OSI will merge into a single company. After they merge, the owners will sell off all their stock and make billions in profit. Mr. Chertoff has been in contact with Sheldon Adelson. Mr. Adelson will become a huge sponsor of these machines, and he'll be the first to put them in his casinos when the law passes. This is my last message for now. Don't expect me to return anytime soon. John. But the deep state also has a a, a stake in all of this. There's a brilliant article by John Rappaport that I want to share with you. False flags always target the psychological state of mind of the public. Mind control is the goal. To boil it down, a false flag is an operation staged to blame someone for a crime, someone who didn't commit the crime. Why? Because by blaming that person or group, and by convincing many others to blame that person or group, you achieve an important objective. Simplistic, over-exaggerated version. Last night, a homeless man was found shot dead in an alley. The gun was found next to his body. The mayor's fingerprints were found on the gun. The mayor was arrested at his office. The election nears. The mayor's opponent now appears to have a clear path to victory, not mentioning that the gun was a plant. Less simplistic version. The worst mass shooting in U.S. history. Stephen Paddock, 64, has been named as a Las Vegas shooter. He is dead. He killed 58 people at a concert and wounded 515 others in Congress. Calls are rising for new gun control laws. But, as it turns out, the evidence suggests there were multiple shooters in the Mandalay Hotel. Paddock may or may not have been one of them. The overall operation was designed to invoke widespread horror and fear and usher in new restrictions on gun ownership. The other possible shooters in the hotel would have been professionals tasked with killing as many people as possible at the country music concert. Gun control would not be the only agenda, however. 
heavily militarized police all over the country would be another. Putting a significant dent in the economy would be a third if attendance at public events and in crowded public places diminishes. Such a reduction in attendance would even affect political forums and other gatherings where free speech and the right to assemble are vital. We've already seen significant disruptions of these events. Invoking fear and passivity in the population is another basic objective. This leads to the attitude, let the authorities handle everything. We could see new, more outrageous violations of constitutional search and seizure principles, all in the name of the need for security. In the aftermath of Sandy Hook, there may be new calls for psychiatric screening of the population, including young children, in order to spot criminals before they commit crime. This is sheer madness because no so-called mental disorder is based on any defining lab test, and many of the prescribed drugs, SSRI antidepressants, push people over the edge into committing violence. More violence, more calls from psychiatric screen, more drugs, more violence, an escalating scenario and repeating cycle leading to tighter control from above. When was the last time you saw a major false flag exposed by the mainstream media and then admitted to by the actual perp who then explained their true objectives? Never. False flags are over the long term essential to maintaining and expanding the status quo. Power is collected and increased at the top, then exerted downward. The background of the purported shooter, Stephen Paddock, gives no indication of any competence with auto weapons, gives no indication he could have dealt with the problems and challenges of using such a weapon. And on top of that, his state of mind at the time as a non-professional would have been unstable, to say the least. Any reasonable law enforcement group investigating this mass shooting would certainly keep its options open regarding other perpetrators, but that is not what is happening here. The books are closed on this case. There is no going back. The desired result has been achieved. One shooter, mass killings, end of story, objective achieved. That rush to judgment and closure is also a prime feature of the false flag. It has to be. Now, let me share with you what I believe is going on. This is the big picture, and what I'm going to report now is more speculative. Uh, I cannot claim the same degree of certainty for what I'm about to say now that I can for everything I've reported to you up to this point. Julian Assange, uh, and this was published on October 1st, a real threat to the U.S. is not Russia, but Israel. From his refuge in the Ecuador Embassy in London, WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange addressed a press conference of his supporters in Berlin on Tuesday amid speculation that he planned to reveal potential threats to America. But early into his speech, Assange said that while more revelations were to come, he would not be making any major announcements, asserting that there would be no point in making such revelations at a time most Americans would be asleep. Russian actions on its own doorstep in Eastern Europe do not, in fact, threaten the United States or any actual vital interest nor does Moscow threaten the U.S. through its intervention on behalf of the Syrian government in the Middle East. That Russia is described incessantly as a threat in those areas is largely a contrivance arranged by the media, the Democratic and Republican National Committees, and by the White House. Candidate Donald Trump appeared to recognize that fact before he began listening to Michael Flynn, who has a rather different view. Hopefully, the old Trump will prevail. 
There is, however, another country that has interfered with U.S. elections, has endangered Americans living or working overseas, and has corrupted America's legislative and executive branches. It has exploited that corruption to initiate legislation favorable to itself, has promoted unnecessary and unwinnable wars, and has stolen American technology and military secrets. It's ready access to the mainstream media to spread its own propaganda, provides it with cover for its actions, and it accomplishes all that and more through the agency of a powerful and well-funded democratic lobby that oddly is not subject to the accountability afforded by the Foreign Agents Registration Act of 1938, even though it manifestly works on behalf of a foreign government. That country is, of course, Israel, said Assange. The assessments of Israel and what danger it does regarding what most Americans would regard as genuine national interests are most definitely not reporting. Reported, revealing once again the complete dominance of the media by, by uh, Zionist uh, and uh, CIA uh, elements with whom it works hand in glove. Now, I was caused to ponder the nature of this event in, in Las Vegas and how it might be related to other bizarre events that have taken place around the world by a, a note from a correspondent who informed me that 7,000 Israelis live in Las Vegas, that the Las Vegas mayor, Carolyn Goodman, and the spokesman for the university center, Danita Cohen, are both Jewish. Now, I'm not asserting that they personally were involved in any of this, but I do believe this was an Israeli CIA op. Let me explain what I think is going on. 9-11 was organized and brought to us compliments of the CIA, the neocons in the Department of Defense, most of whom are dual U.S.-Israeli citizens and the Mossad. The objective of 9-11 was to create the false impression in the minds of Americans that we'd have been attacked from the Middle East to inspire the United States to launch a series of attacks on the modern Arab states that has served as the counterbalance to Israel's domination of the entire region. Wesley Clark, when he returned from serving as Supreme Commander Allied Forces Europe, meaning Commanding General of NATO, came back to the Pentagon and learned from a general that we were planning to invade Iraq. They both thought that was bizarre. They both agreed Iraq had nothing to do with 9-11, and Clark asked the general to keep him informed. He returned about a month later encountered the same general, asked him, are we still planning to invade Iraq? And he said, oh, no, sir, it's much worse. Step into my office. He said he just received a memorandum from Secretary of Defense Rumsfeld that the plan now is to take out the governments of seven countries in the next five years, beginning with Iraq and Libya, ending with Syria and, and the Persian nation of Iran. Uh, uh, Clark said, is it classified? And the general said, oh, yes, sir. So Clark said, well, then don't show it to me because I may want to talk about it at some point. In 2007, at the Commonwealth Club in San Francisco, Wesley Clark outlined the plan to take out the governments of seven countries in the next five years. This was clearly the plan to demolish these nations in order to create the opportunity for the creation of the greater Israel that would take an enormous part of Syria, Lebanon, Jordan, and Egypt and create a nation that extended from the Tigris-Euphrates to the Nile. That project has been thwarted in Syria by the intervention of Russia, 
and uh, uh, Iran on behalf of the legitimate government of Bashir al-Assad. The Israelis are pissed off. They are furious that the United States did not give them Syria to expand to be the greater Israel. I am convinced that the Israelis have now declared war on the United States. Let me give you some of the data points that I offer in support of this uh, uh, affirmation. We had uh, off of the coast of Japan, very bizarre incidents involving American ships that were highly sophisticated uh, with uh, all kinds of electronics that enabled those ships to know what's going on, not only on the sea, but in the air and beneath the water. One was named the Fitzgerald, the other the John McCain. These ships were in collisions with slow-moving, massive cargo ships that under normal circumstances would have been impossible, impossible. I spent a lot of time aboard Navy ships. Their whole purpose is to know everything going around about them 24-7. This could not possibly happen without some kind of external manipulation, GPS, targeting, radar, whatever. That has to be what was going on. Again, in Cuba, we had the bizarre effect of the American personnel at our embassy in Cuba subjected to these sonic attacks that actually caused physical damage to them. Donald Trump appears to have been played. He seems to have no comprehension. This cannot have been done by Cuba. Cuba has wanted all these years, more than 50 now, to restore relations with the United States. Once that happens, they're going to do everything they can not to go back. But Israel has a motive. They want the United States to have a reconciliation with a, 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 a formerly communist nation that would prestige a reconciliation with Russia. They're opposed to that at all costs. And do you think they have the, the money to finance this? Uh, the day before 9-11, Donald Rumsfeld announced that the Pentagon was missing $2.3 trillion from its budget. The chief financial officer of the Pentagon at the time was Dov Zakheim, who not only is a dual U.S.-Israeli citizen, he's a rabbi. Where do you think all that money went? We know now that these hurricanes that devastated Texas, Florida, and demolished Puerto Rico were man-made. James Mechanic came on my own show. Many other experts have confirmed it. Just do a search online. These are something that a nation can create and manage and direct using lasers from space. The Israelis undoubtedly have that technology, too. Then we had the event in Charlottesville. This was an absurdity. Uh, it, it's downtown. We had uh, two cars, two drivers, even three different tanks before they got it right. One car was a Dodge Challenger with a black stripe. The other didn't. One had a sunroof. The other didn't. Two drivers. One, James A. Field, who is 20 years old, suffers from schizophrenia, is on antipsychotic medications, wears heavy prescription glasses. The other, a 32-year-old military veteran, James G. Field, who turns out to be highly experienced, commands a battalion in Ohio. When you compare their faces with the faces of the driver in this event, it was clearly the 32-year-old uh, uh, Army veteran who backed that vehicle out of the collision in, in downtown uh, Charlottesville with such skill. I was in admiration. The, the equivalent to a NASCAR driver, I could not have done what he did. 
We know the whole thing was contrived. We know the mayor of Charlottesville had the Charlottesville police stand down. We know the governor of the state, a crony of Hillary Clinton, used the National Guard and the state police to channel the peaceful protesters into a violent con- confrontation with Black Lives Matter and Antifa people who had been bust in by, guess who, George Soros. The two leaders of the right turned out to be complete phonies. One went to an elite prep school near Dallas and then went to Duke, but had a conversion experience when Donald Trump became president. We even find a photograph of him and his wife with Laura Bush. The other uh, actually was a a protester, an occupied protester and so forth, who, who turned from being a supporter of Barack Obama to being a white supremacist. Uh, You can see what's going on here. These are provocateurs infiltrating a movement in order to blow it apart. Then we had the key witness on the scene, just happened to be a a former uh, Department of State uh, assistant in Africa. He was CIA. Now he's the chief of staff to a a candidate running for governor of uh, Virginia to whom George Soros has given over $300,000. You begin to see what's going on here. George Soros is a monster. Hungary has declared him to be a violator of human rights. He's a Hungarian Jew who believes the solution to the world's problems is for all the races to intermarry into all roughly the same light brown color. And then the pure Jewish race can emerge to control the world. And now we have Las Vegas. It's not only uh, for the purpose of gun control, It's not only for the purpose of making scads of money on new scanning machines. It's also as a form of retaliation against the United States. And we have further confirmation from the fact that, as bizarre as it sounds, the Israelis are trying to link the Las Vegas shooting to Muslims claiming this guy Paddock, who is non-political, non-religious, had a conversion to Islam. This is a gross overreach that reveals what's going on here in an unmistakable fashion. It's parallel to events on 9-11, when between the destruction of the South Tower and that of the North, they actually played footage of Palestinians rejoicing as though they were watching television and that was their spontaneous reaction. They even announced that the Popular Front for the Liberation of Palestine had declared responsibility which is completely absurd. This is a very sophisticated, high-tech operation. Intel experts agree there were only two agencies in the world that could have pulled it off, the CIA and the Mossad on 9-11. They were acting together. The footage of the Palestinians rejoicing was archival footage from a distant event of political or religious significance that had been welcomed with a great deal of joy in Palestine that they just happened to have at their fingertips during the events of 9-11. And now, more recently, there has been from a a notorious Mossad website, a a source of fake news, a new report, Russia identifies Las Vegas shooter as CIA arms pilot as Israel probes stolen weapons flight to Nevada as though the Israelis are out there doing their best to crack the crime, to figure out what's really going on, and that this guy was deep in bed with the CIA. Well, the CIA and and the Mossad were involved, I have no doubt. This, I'm sorry to say, appears to be a manifestation of the fact, and it, 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 it grieves me to report it, 
that Israel has declared war on the United States is retribution for our failure to take out Syria and Iran on its behalf. Fred, that's my take. That's how I see it. And as I clearly indicated, my analysis of the big picture is more speculative than the, the facts I presented about the case. But frankly, they all fit together in a coherent package. Jim, you just almost like raised a hot air balloon or the helium balloon with this hot air of the helium being the, the Zionist Jewish-Israeli uh, forces that, that are controlling these political uh, networks for their own personal, selfish, global political interests. Absolutely right. And the problem the United States poses is that we have such a large percentage of the population who are well-armed. We are an armed nation. We have a Second Amendment. That The Israelis don't believe they can really clamp down on the United States until they disarm us. So that all of these moves are tied together where you see a, a typical kind of greed, a desire to make profits any way possible through these scanners which undoubtedly are going to do tremendous damage to the bodies of those who are required to pass through them. Absolutely. I, I, uh, uh, anyone that goes to the airport should never go through those body scanners, guys. I know I've, I've done it a couple of times, but every other time I've, I've had the pat down, it's unfortunate, but uh, they're, they're, they're still out there. The ones that make you raise your hands high, naked body scanners, they're, they're not, not good for you at all. So uh, anyway, hey, Jim, we're, let's open it up for comments and questions. And I know you got to get going, uh, but we'll, we'll, well take this to, to, to the edge yeah. of the hour here. Right, I, I, I can go to the top of the hour, friend. Yeah, uh, that's what we said. Anybody a comment or question for Dr. Fetzer? Feel free. Star six, your phone. Anyone out there? Feel free. I know we had a lot of questions for Dr. Marmel. Now, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, Dr. Fetzer, yeah. uh, what do we do? Uh, I'm big into the uh, state militias, which were suppressed basically in 1903 that eventually replaced with the National Guard. But we have about 100 million Americans who should qualify for uh, their, their particular state militias. Do you have any uh, idea on how we might go about uh, revitalizing the state militias? Well, that's a very interesting question. I think, you know, that the, the threat posed by the gun grabbers, and the, I mean, the rationale is completely absurd. I mean, if you make the whole nation a gun-free zone, uh, then the criminals will know they can go anywhere uh, uh, undisturbed, uh, unperturbed, unthreatened, uh, they, they conducted a survey of residents and asked would they like to have a sign who didn't believe in, gun, in, in guns, they believed in gun control, and they asked if they'd like to have a sign in their yard that said gun-free zone. Not one of them was willing to do that. But isn't it obvious when you take guns away from people, the criminals who aren't going to follow the law, which is why they're criminals in the first place, are going to have a field day. It's completely insane. I think the militias 
should use this occasion of what's going on in Las Vegas and the call for gun control, which has no rational basis, as an opportunity for recruitment, for, for uh, re-education, for additional training and marksmanship. Build up your resources. It's clear that Oklahoma City was designed to, to vilify the militia movement. The fertilizer bomb was not responsible for the destruction of the Mura building. Massive destruction, you know, explosives were inside the building. That was a very impressive edifice. But there were two seismic reports, one very modest from the fertilizer bomb, which was well away from the building and had virtually no effect on it at all. A second from the massive explosions that actually brought the building down. But it's, enough time has passed that I think the militias are ready for reinvigoration, and I, I, I salute the militias. I think they're extremely important and deserve the support of the public. Well, it's amazing or, or incredible. It doesn't help that the NRA is not, is not interested in addressing the state militia issue. Well, what troubles me is the, the NRA hasn't been interested in addressing any of these phony events like Sandy Hook that have led to calls for gun control. I mean, when I publish a book you can download for free that has 13 contributors that proves conclusively it was a government operation, it was a two-day FEMA exercise, and the NRA remained silent. I say, these guys don't have any balls, I'm sorry to say. They like to present themselves as stand-up organization for American rights. But if one comes down to the real issue when you got to take a stand on a controversial case like Sandy Hook, even though the evidence is all on their side, they remain mute and silent. That is a disservice to the American people. That is a form of betrayal. Thank you. Yeah, Jim, this is Steve with AU Network. Uh, thanks again for coming on tonight. Uh, I just had a question, and I was really amazed. I got a couple calls today and showing the uh, Illuminati card, uh, the, the one that has the, uh, uh, the the Las Vegas card from the 1995 card game and the one with the, uh, the uh, jack and also the ace on there. And amazingly, seeing the, the uh, uh, group, the performer, Jason, has the same tattoo on his shoulder. I thought that was really interesting. I wanted to get your comments on that. Well, you almost wonder if they don't use the cards as a guide for them in selecting their next target. You know, they go through the card set to figure out what's going to, you know, what would be most likely to realize what we have here in our deck of cards. Uh, I, I mean, those kinds of things happen. It was also noticeable, of course, in the vicinity of the uh, 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 the, the Mandalay. There, there's a, a, tri, a, a, a pyramidal structure in another hotel, you know. And those yep. pyramidal structures occur at, at many of these events around the world in Berlin and Nice. Uh, you know, you, you go one place or another, you find these kinds of Illuminati signatures, as it were, as to what's going on. Uh, dates are particularly important. Someone mentioned to me, and I haven't followed up on it, but that this was an event virtually coincided with the beginning of Yom Kippur. I would like to know if that is indeed the case, because that would be very telling. Uh, they, 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 this group tends to be very observant of dates on its religious calendar and likes to honor those dates with stunning events that advance their interests in the world. I believe Yom Kippur was September 29th. 29th. Well, that's interesting, you see, because the original 
we have a report that that, that, that a, a drill was planned for the 29th of September. That 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 was the original date, and for whatever yes, reason, it appears it was pushed back. So maybe that was it was intended to coincide. I'm looking at the calendar now, and yes, September 29th is Yom Kippur. Thank you for checking that out. And of course, I mean, the Israelis are past masters of false flag attacks. A group of them dressed as urban terror, you know, urban terrorists dressed as Arabs attacked the King David Hotel in 1946, blew it up, killed like 80 British to drive them out of Palestine. In 1967, the USS Liberty was attacked by Israeli fighters. They tried to sink the ship uh, in order to blame it on Egypt to draw the United States in on the side of Israel. It really wasn't necessary. Moshe Dayan mopped him up within six days, right? He was a brilliant general. But when the, uh, 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 the area commander sent American fighters to the defense of the liberty, Lyndon Johnson, commander-in-chief, called them back. He wanted that ship to be sunk and wind up at the bottom of the sea. Lyndon Johnson himself was a traitor to the United States. It's a complete disgrace. When I was in Buenos Aires, they flew me down in 2008-2009 to give lectures on JFK and 9-11. When they brought me back in 2009, it was to be the keynote speaker at an international symposium on 9-11 Truth and Justice, which was held in the National Library of the Republic of Argentina. And I learned about two false flag attacks that had been conducted in Argentina in the uh, as I recall, 1992 and 1994, you can find them online, voltairenet.org, false flag attacks in Argentina, 1992-1994, because the Israelis wanted to public punish the Argentines for having cooperated with Iran in the peaceful development of nuclear energy. So they actually blew up their own embassy, killing about 24 people, claimed the Iranians had did it, but the building blew up from the inside out. When that didn't attract enough attention, two days later, two years later, they blew up their own Jewish community center, killing about 84. That made more publicity. But, you know, there was never any proof. In fact, they claimed it had been car bombed, but there's no evidence of any car bomb. So the claim was made, well, the explosive was so powerful it blew the car bomb into the earth. I mean, this is as absurd as it gets. And believe it or not, uh, 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 Argentinian government asked for Israeli assistance in investigating a crime committed by Israel, and they came up with one part of a car, which just happened to be the ID number, the VIN number. I mean, I can't t- you can't make up stuff. This is so bad. Hey, Jim, this is Jay Zillow. Yep. Um, I just, there was a caller on, uh, there was actually a guest on Alex Jones the other day that brought up the fact that the largest mass shooting in this country was actually Wounded Knee, where our government murdered 200 people. That's an excellent point. We suppress our slaughter of the American Indians, one of the great acts of genocide in, in world history. We don't want to admit our own history. Well, and they actually went there to disarm those people. Yeah. Well, you see what happens when you're disarmed. You're at the mercy of those more powerful than you. I mean, that's the reason why North Korea is developing nukes. We're conducting all of these uh, training exercises, very belligerent, right on their border. In fact, Trump even sent bombers north of the DMZ at what he regarded was a great act of courage. In fact, it was incredible stupidity. 
the, the Koreans have offered again and again over the last several years to abandon their nuclear weapons and ballistic missile program if only the United States could stop conducting these military drills with North Korea, since otherwise they feel they have to be prepared to defend themselves. In 2015, they made the offer, it was rejected. In 2016, they made the offer, it was rejected. In 2017, they made the offer, it was rejected. I mean, this is embarrassing. The United States, you know, gets into a shouting match. We have the President of the United States referring to the, the, the leader of North Korea's rocket man. If you compare the speech that Donald Trump gave at the uh, United Nations with the response that came uh, from Kim Jong-un, his response was more articulate, more literate, more nuanced, more intelligent by far than the statement of the President of the United States. Now, the whole world noticed, with the possible exception of one party, the guy who made the speech himself. Professor Fetzer, will you be having Michael interviewing Michael Hoffman? He he had a good article out on this uh, ninety-one highway ninety-one harvest massacre. Uh, Well, I'll I'll look for it. I just featured tonight uh, Robert David Steele, who's done some really good work on it, uh, and Dean Ryan an investigative journalist on the ground in uh, Las Vegas who had confirmed that, in fact, this move for the uh, scanning machines was uh, uh, one of the important motives behind the whole event. But, of course, in my view, it's much more encompassing than that where the gun control and the more significant retribution factor are at work here. It seems to me to be the overriding features of what's going on. Uh, hey, Jim, uh, this is Sam. Uh, I'd like to ask a few questions. I just got done rereading the book, uh, The New Jerusalem by Michael Piper. And I have to agree with Michael Piper. The Zionist Jews and Israel have total control of the United States now. They control the money. They control Congress. They control the president. You know, they have total control yeah. now. Now, yeah. they... they now they they want to get the guns. I agree with you. Everybody, the liberals want to get the guns, but uh, when when they move, the, when I think when they move to get the guns, I think that's when the revolution is going to start. Well, I have said on many occasions when they come for our guns, the time has come to use them, and I right. believe that one hundred percent. We cannot give up our weapons. That's all stands between us and abject tyranny. All that stands between us and tyranny is our guns. Yeah, the Second Amendment was mainly uh, put into the Constitution for uh, protection against the government. Yeah, well, yes, in the concept of citizen soldiers. So that, you know, citizens who may be called upon to serve as soldiers obviously should have the right to keep and bear arms. I mean, otherwise you can't count on uh, 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 citizens to be able to respond and serve as soldiers. So I I think its rationale is actually very straightforward and completely justifiable. I mean, the nation had to win its independence from the tyranny of England in the beginning. That's what it was all about. If we didn't have weapons, we'd still be a company. Yeah. I think Jefferson said that there should be a revolution every five years against the government. Yeah, well, 
something like that, that the tree of liberty has to be uh, replenished yeah. with the blood of patriots. Yes, yes, yes. Well, they, see, they understood the real deal here. Uh, we've become so uh, uh, pacified, television, fluoride in our water, you know, beer and television. I mean, it, it's really uh, uh, something. And all you get on television is propaganda. I mean, 24-7, take this Russian hacking thing. There was no Russian hacking. There's a, a new book out there called Shattered by two investigative journalists who followed the uh, uh, Clinton campaign who report that John Podesta and Robbie Mook made up the Russian hacking meme within 24 hours of Hillary's concession speech uh, uh, because they wanted to distract from the miserable campaign she had run and from the, the fact that uh, the contents of the WikiLeaks revelations that revealed Pizzagate, which led to the, chief, the pedophile-in-chief John Podesta himself, and for anyone who's unaware of the Pizzagate and its significance, go online and find the YouTube entitled What We Know About Hashtag Pizzagate. You won't be able to miss it because it, it, it features a, in a, a bright yellow shirt the image of Barack Obama who's been right in there pitching. In addition, the veteran intelligence professionals for sanity, including Ray McGovern and William Binney, have found the files were downloaded from the DNC server too fast to be Russian hacking. And in Eastern time, Julian Assange and Craig Murray have both declared that they know the source of the WikiLeaks revelation and that he was not Russian and that Russian agents had nothing to do with the emails published. Seth Ritz, the IT guy for the DNC, a Bernie supporter, disillusioned with sabotaging of his campaign, appears to have given them to Assange via Murray and paid for it with his life as retaliation for his heroic act. And we continue to hear utter nonsense. Today, in the Wisconsin State Journal, there was a small article about the uh, Russian probe. It said, leaders of the Senate Intelligence Committee said Wednesday that they have not determined uh, 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 roughly nine months into their investigation whether Russia colluded with the Trump campaign to try to sway the 2016 presidential election. And they never will because it didn't. It didn't happen. This is all complete nonsense and falling back on this ridiculous stuff about Facebook ads is ludicrous. It turns out those ads were supporting Jill Stein, Bernie Sanders, Donald Trump, Hillary Clinton across the board. And that led some wit to suggest, wow, those Russians really know the nuances of American society, that they can play all those different sides against one another. Well, that's just absurd. Russia, the state, was not interfering in our election. And the claims that it was have been repudiated by the, by the Secretary of State of Wisconsin, for example, one of the 21 states that, according to DHS, were targeted for Russians for hacking, and by the state of California. Get this. Here's a statement from Secretary of State Alex Padilla uh, in response to the DHS. He said the whole thing was just a bunch of fake news. Padilla noted that after requesting additional information from DHS on the hack, it quickly became clear that their conclusions were wrong and that California's elections, infrastructure, and websites were not hacked or breached by Russian cyber actors. They just made this up. And for nine months, we've heard nothing but on the mainstream media. I mean, it's a disgrace. It's disgusting. It's a fabrication. 
it's now all designed to weaken the legitimate presidency of Donald Trump. Let's hope to God they do not succeed. Okay, uh, Jim, two questions here. Last one, last one, Sam. Last one, Sam. This is going to be it. We're going to do a wrap at the top of the hour. We promise, Jim. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, but Jim, he's very interesting. We've got to keep him longer. Uh, okay, I'll, I'll go. <laughs> I, I hey, Jim. over a minute or two. Go ahead. Okay, Jim, do you think that the Zionists want a war, or gearing up or trying to get us into the war with Russia? Sure, yes, absolutely, 100%. Okay. They want us to destroy each other, and then Israel's going to emerge to lead the world. I mean, you know, this, this is yeah. a country that adopted a, what's known as the Samson option. They put nuclear devices in their embassies in the in the capitals of the Western world and declared that if, if Israel was going down, they were going to take the rest of the world with them. This is the quality. This is the character of, of, of those who rule Israel. Yeah. Well, you know, the Ergun Stern and Haganah gangs, they were vicious. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Yeah, they were right. They treat, the, they treat the Palestinians the way they claim the Nazis treated them. I mean, it's a disgrace. Everyone yeah, knows yeah. the final solution for the Israelis is to load all the Palestinians aboard a ship, float it out to sea, and sink it. That's their yeah. idea of the final solution. Yeah. You, are you, you're familiar with Darius scene with the... Israelis did it there, you seen in Palestine. Uh, it was a complete slaughter, was it not, as I recall? Yeah, they cut off women's breasts, threw them down the wells and everything else. God, how disgraceful. Yeah. Well, Fred, i got to thank you again for featuring me. All I really right. appreciate it. Jim, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Uh, this saga is going to continue. Jim, keep up the great work. May the truth prevail. God bless uh, the, 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 those who suffered and lost lives in Las Vegas, and, and uh, let's hope the truth prevails going forward. Thank you for your tireless work, Jim. Everyone, that's a wrap for the call tonight for the show. Uh, appreciate your attendance, for listening, and for commenting, for questioning. Thanks, Sam. Thanks. Hey, hey Fred. Uh, yeah. How the hell is the truth going to prevail? Six corporations own 90% of the media, and you know who owns the six <laughs> corporations, don't you? So we have the internet. Thank God we have the internet still. Yeah, so but let, the let's, people, let's hope. People are brain dead. Yeah. Thanks, Fred. Thanks so much. All right. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, everyone. God bless. See you next week, everyone. Good night. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, CD. Good night, Nick. Alfred. Betty. Anyone else? Bye bye. A U N. American Underground Network. <laughs> <laughs>